0: Hello listeners, and welcome to the Montel Weekly Podcast, bringing you energy matters in an informal setting. This week, we discussed hydrology. Several parts of Europe have seen plenty of rain recently, but what does that mean for Nordic and Alpine reservoirs? Current levels are lower than average in the Nordic region, but are improving in continental Europe. What's the outlook for the coming months? Can we expect more cooling issues in France? And will reservoir levels in the Nordic region be enough to allay concerns over winter supply. Helping me, Richard Sveresen, to discuss these matters is Mr. Hydrology himself, Eilert Ellison of Energy Quantified. A warm welcome to you, Eilert.
1: Thank you, uh, Richard, and really nice to be invited to uh, to a new hydrology podcast. Absolutely. It's great to have you back, Eilert. Um, Now, let's start by discussing the situation
0: closer to home. So, Now, the Nordic region saw a very dry first half of June, Um, nice sunny weather. But how has this affected prices and
1: concerns over hydropower supply going forward? Uh, Well, if we take the total uh, hydrological balance across the Nordic uh, region... Uh, to discuss that let's say more to compare with uh, how was it last year uh, how, how is this year compared to last year because the uh, hydrological balance, this number for the average or total uh, Nordic uh, hydropower uh, balance is uh, currently well, minus well 6, minus 7 maybe uh, terawatt hours while we last year at the same time had minus 10, so it's not really so different uh, mm. The total number, but the distribution is very different. Mm. So, the let's say hydropower situation across uh, the Nordic uh, uh, region is, is it's, uh, evaluated to be uh, quite different from last year, but it's and 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 it's the distribution because. The northern area, uh, Sweden 1 and 2 and uh, NO2, NO3 and NO4 has a deficit this uh, this, uh, summer Mm. compared to last year with a a large uh, uh, surplus. And we saw this uh, huge price differences between Sweden two and Sweden three last mm. year, which doesn't happen this year. Mm. It's so just, n-
0: just to, sorry to interrupt you, but to say so, Sweden two and three, which areas are those uh, for those those listeners who aren't aware okay. the Nordic so price zones? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Sweden two is uh, northern Sweden, and mm. Sweden three is the Stockholm area. Okay, yeah. 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 So this difference, which you were so much focused on last year, also the difference between uh, the northern part of Norway and the. Other part of Norway, this difference uh, is, uh, at least in Sweden, uh, strongly reduced because mm. of uh, the deficit or normalized, in a way, hydropower situation in the north. Mm. So is there a surplus anywhere at the moment? No. The, this is also quite... Uh, um, important or significant for the situation. There's uh, a deficit uh, uh, in all areas, but so it's an, in a way well-balanced uh, mm-hmm. distribution of the deficit. Okay, and what, what does that mean for the market and for, for prices? Yeah, it means that... Um, mm, most area will uh, have a production level uh, let's say slightly below normal for the summer as I see it in particular in uh, northern Sweden and uh, northern uh, Norway. Mm-hmm. While uh, southern uh, Norway uh, seem to be very close to a normal situation. Mm. So I think for example uh, export conditions, uh, power flow towards Germany and UK, which has been so strongly discussed uh, Mm. from Southern Norway, will take place uh, without any, uh, let's say, uh, large uh, uh, deviation from the normal reservoir curve, Mm. uh, at least now for the next month, as I see it. So... So, if I understand you correctly, I let
0: you, you say power will still flow from 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 Norway to 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 Germany and to the UK.
1: And uh, of course, uh, price uh, prices uh, prices are lower in 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 two. But uh, as I see it, uh, the, the let's say reservoir balance will not be so uh, deviating from the normal curve despite these export volumes to. Uh, Germany and uh, UK because you also have power flow towards Denmark and mm. Netherlands and Sweden Sweden 3 mm. so um, and this is quite interesting for if you look at the reservoir curve in southern Norway this winter since New Year it has followed the normal curve mm. very close uh, then the last uh, month with the delayed uh, snowmelt, it was uh, Deviated uh, somewhat, but now it's very close to normal again. Mm. So, despite these export conditions that are so so focused in the (laughs) the press, Mm. um, I think the uh, Norwegian hydropower producer has, in a way, learned a lesson Mm. how to behave with the export, uh, uh, extended export conditions. So do you expect a kind of more similar
0: scrutiny of exports out of Norway? On, on And you mentioned the press, the media, or
1: politicians? Yeah, they've been so much more focus uh, that they have to think a bit more on the power supply situation in uh because uh, Norway norway still 90 percent is hydropower dependent and it's a lottery it mm. can become very dry it can become mm. very wet so you have to uh, find a balance when you're doing the production uh, optimization absolutely so what, what what in terms of the weather outlook for the you know it's,
0: it's very different. Difficult to predict the weather beyond mm. sort of ten days or accurately at, mm-hmm. at any rate, but for the for the coming weeks and and months, maybe the summer period. What, what does what are the
1: weather forecasters saying? I think uh, I haven't studied uh, uh, the seasonal outlook so closely, uh, but I think in general we will get the situation out during the summer where if you think of those uh, regions, uh, Nürnberg North, uh, Sweden North and uh, Norway North, mm. uh, we'll, have, uh, we'll see a reservoir a curve that will be somewhat below normal mm-hmm. because there is a hydrological deficit at the moment, while in southern Norway, I think the SOR curve will be very close to the normal curve. As mm. I see it, so kind of a normal, normal yeah, a yeah, quite normalised situation there. So but no drama, no drama. No, no, there. and uh, particularly the difference from last year when we had a very strong uh, surplus in the north and a mm. strong price differences between southern and uh, and the northern uh, areas across Nepal. So we don't. will see. I expect then a situation this summer with a more moderate price differences mm. compared to last year mm. this is huge a huge uh, change uh, huge, a huge change in the situation mm. Mm. i mean is there a risk do you think that nordic uh,
0: power prices could rise above german levels later this summer to attract imports uh, like for example we saw in 2018
1: now, I cannot see that at the moment that, uh, okay, if it gets extremely dry, of course, but this will take a times, mm. take some time. But I would say uh, um, uh, the Q3 2021, that was so extremely dry in uh, Norway, mm. and in particular southern Norway, uh, this situation will, if this happens once more, uh, we will see maybe imports uh, towards uh, end of Q3. Mm. In a very dry scenario, mm. I would say, I put it like this. But an extraordinary scenario. Yeah, it S- must this be beginning. an extraordinary situation. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of
0: snow in the mountains in, in southern Norway this winter, and less so in the north. But spot prices remain much lower in the north, particularly in, in Norway. How long do you think this would, would continue?
1: Yeah, I see that uh, the last uh, couple, of the last days... Uh, a Bit strange when you have this huge price difference, uh, NO3 SA2. That mm. means that the uh, uh, prices in Northern Norway are much lower than in Northern Sweden. Mm. I think it has something to do with uh, some uh, transmission uh, uh, outages, uh, but I expect that. Uh, if the prices in the northern Sweden remains so close to Sweden three, I think also that the uh, prices in northern Norway will come closer to Sweden, northern Sweden. Mm. I don't think that price difference will remain so long. Mm. So that's good, likely that there's
0: a price likely to increase in, in northern to to, 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 yeah. to almost to an equivalent level in in. To, to northern Sweden?
1: Yeah, I think so. So then the price difference, northern Norway, northern Sweden, northern, uh, <laughs> northern Norway, <laughs> southern Norway, mm. will will decrease. I think so. But for that reason, because they're yeah. more on a
0: par with, with mm. the, the, northern, uh, the northern region generally. Um, now moving on to other parts of the nordic region uh last week on this pod we discussed uh, the situation in finland um Olkiluto 3 started commercial operations uh, in april as we discussed last week how how has this affected prices in sweden and finland
1: yeah, we have seen um, we have seen some periods uh, combina- w- when we have uh, strong wind power in finland and northern sweden we see Certainly, negative prices in Finland, mm. but it's not oh, it's not only because of Olkiluoto. You need uh, a strong wind power in addition. So, but the with the increased wind power capacity in Finland, we see this more and more often. And prices in Finland and uh, northern Sweden uh, depends even more now. Uh, let's say variations with the wind power. It's mm. even more, let's say, significant than earlier. Mm. And uh, I think also uh, we will see an increased wind power capacity in northern Sweden uh, uh, this year. Mm. So uh, I made a, a graph of that uh, with the uh, increased uh, export uh, conditions or uh, export volumes from Northern Sweden and Finland uh, because of the increased wind power. Mm. So So what what was your, what was the conclusion there? uh, There will be uh, the, by normal conditions, uh, the uh, power balance will be stronger, that we will have more uh, power surplus in uh, Northern Sweden Mm. plus Finland than last year. Mm. Okay, interesting. And,
0: And obviously Norway lags behind here.
1: Yeah, there is uh, no uh, wind power More <laughs> <laughs> Wind power in the pipeline, as I can see it, uh, is more on the negative. There, there are more uh, closures of wind power in the pipeline in Norway. So <laughs> that's actually. a quite different situation.
0: <laughs> Very different situation in between the Nordic countries there. Um. Now, if if we can talk a little bit about demand, um, now industrial demand fell a lot in the, in the energy crisis. Uh, I mean, you had COVID and then the energy crisis with the high prices. Mm. Do you do you think that this, uh, the demand will come back slowly or could come back more rapidly?
1: I don't must admit, I don't follow the, all this, uh, the industrial sector so well, uh, mm. but uh seems like uh, the return has been slower than expected mm. so but now it's okay we had this energy crisis and uh, electricity prices are still high mm. much higher than what we're used to so but not that extreme that we saw last year so i still as I, th- I think the uh, electricity prices as will still reduce uh, the return of the industrial demand
0: mm-hmm. Yeah so that that would still it'll be a slow return yeah, yeah. i think so mm. um so no i mean there's no sort of uh, return to pre pre covid times as you see it thanelot in terms of um
1: no i don't think so and that's also we can see that uh uh the power balance in uh, the Nordic region this year by, if it had been normal hydropower and normal consumption by uh, which we are seeing now, uh, the surplus is around 60 terawatt hours, mm-hmm. partly because of uh, reduced demand. Mm-hmm. And this uh, surplus, uh, I made this long-term view a couple of months ago, and this surplus will be slowly re- uh, reduced mm-hmm. in the years to come because of increased demand. Mm-hmm. And not so, and it and it depends on how fast uh, more uh, production will come online. But I think in general, uh, we have now uh, a max export uh, uh, volume from the Nordic area. Mm-hmm. I think it will be s- slowly reduced uh, in the years to come.
0: Mm. I mean, some countries, especially Finland, are, you know, you've seen some some forecasts of very bullish demand growth. I mean, do, do you share this view? Where do you
1: think demand growth would would come? It must, I am not really sure how this, uh, different, uh, then you have to study what will happen year for year uh, Mm. in different countries. There are so many forecasts and so Mm. many messages about about what will happen. So uh, my, uh, I think there will, uh, we have to wait. uh, The real uh, uh, strong increase in uh, Nordic demand will be when you have uh, production of uh, hydrogen. But that requires even more offshore wind power, it mm. looks like. And uh, so, um, towards uh, 2030, I think the demand will not rise that strong. But maybe after 2030, when the hydrogen mm. uh, production really starts, mm. then you have a strong increase. So, between 2030 and 2040, we yeah. see a strong boost Yeah, then, yeah as, as mm. green hydrogen uh,
0: uh, comes on too. Yeah, into production anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens with that hydrogen? It was another interesting matter, uh, but that, that, that um, something but, else. <laughs> that's, another, that's another topic I think yeah. for discussion there. But if we then turn our attention further south, um, I know you look at what's happening in the Alps and, and in France. What's what's the current situation there? Last year we saw, you know, uh, sort of quite disturbing pictures of depleted reservoirs, of the river Po at at, at very, very low levels. Mm. Um, And also you had cooling issues in France. Um, You know, the river temperatures were low and temperatures too high to be able to cool some of the nuclear reactors that are based near the rivers. What's what's the current situation?
1: Well, uh, the current situation is that uh, it has been strongly, let's say, improved compared to last year. I think... we think of hydropower uh, situation it's been nearly normalized uh, in france for example uh, in the alps you have uh, switzerland is a bit uh, uh, lower than normal in mm. their hydrological balance, but I think Italy even Italy seem now to be close to a normalized uh, situation mm. uh, but uh, I must say when I follow the uh, official data uh, it's interesting every week to see the reservoir uh, development in mm. these countries uh, uh, but I think Italy has really recovered uh, at least in the northern area where you have most of the hydropower plants. Mm. And, uh, but when they had this flooding uh, situation this was more on the uh, in the lowland mm. uh, so it was not so extreme then in the alp situ- in the alp region but uh, uh, it has had their normalized uh, more normalized precipitation mm. in in the uh, italian alps too so um, uh, i've been focused mainly then on uh, what uh, are the outlooks for France and mm. uh, the river flows and the cooling uh, situation for nuclear plants mm. and uh, well currently these days there are very strong uh, precipitation uh, for France so maybe we'll see uh, an even better situation next week but uh, uh, the river flow is, it, uh, is uh, currently a bit better than last year but it varies between uh, the rivers in France for example I follow the Rhone Valley, where hmm. you have uh, like, uh, plants, uh, St. Alban and Tricastan, one of the largest plants. Um, the river flow there is uh, higher than last year. Okay. And, uh, and then the outlooks then for July uh, seem to be uh, still uh, a hot summer uh, warning. Mm. Uh, maybe 2 degrees above normal nearly as last July but uh, there are forecasted more rainfall so there will be more rain during uh, uh, seem to be from the forecast this July compared to last July because last July was uh, totally dry mm. so then it became so extreme and then August we had so much uh, reduction on nuclear plants mm. so th- I think they, uh, at the moment, uh, the production, uh, my forecast is around, let's say, 30, 32 uh, gigawatt production in the nuclear plants in France, Mm -hmm. while we last summer had down to 22 at the lowest during Mm -hmm. August. So I think... uh,
0: so that's almost fifty percent increase in availability. You yeah, think yeah. due to the to the weather conditions?
1: Yeah, I think the avail- I think uh, currently the outlooks are not that bad. Uh, mm. That's my let's say conclusion. Uh, it's still uh, a hot summer forecast, but uh, more precipitation and uh, river flows seem to be on a higher level, mm. and at least the the res- hydro reservoirs are much higher, in mm. particular in France then.
0: And this is due to the increased rainfall that we've seen in, in current weeks and the forecast of, of more precipitation yeah. in the weeks to come.
1: And I think also saving of water in the reservoir for the winter. So they have to make sure that they have, uh, let's say, full reservoirs uh, when it comes to the winter. Mm. I think that means more uh, it's more important now than it was uh, before the energy crisis. Yeah, absolutely. Because the, the nuclear availability
0: in France is obviously a massive driver not only um, for French prices but the, the whole of the region. Yeah, uh, I, I, and so so the, the the market participants and from from all over the continent and and beyond are, are looking at what's happening in France. So they there will be some relief to hear that july and august will not be um of the july and august 2022 will not be repeated um
1: Uh, i don't i I can tell uh, well my i'm estimating then july first august everything can happen of course but uh, outlooks for july looks better okay let's put it that way and um, um yeah i think um this is something I've been following so closely in every this uh, weekly webinar. So yeah. You have uh, also, your weekly webinar. Yeah, and, yeah, and I, and I uh, always, always show this uh, curve for the river flow in some rivers in France. Mm. Because, uh, But there are some rivers uh, um, in the northern area uh, towards Belgium. They are on Chaux and Catenau, mm. the nukes. Their flows there are quite low. Mm-hmm. So... Um, in the Rhone Valley, a bit better, but still uh, some regions are uh, uh, very low. Mm. As I told you, Cattenom and Chaux they mm. seem to be uh, facing a, a difficult summer.
0: Okay, so we got Saint Aubin and Saint Aubin and, and Trigastan that seem to be okay, but the ones in the north could face some some issues. Yeah, it seems like Chaux and um, Cattenom was it? Cattenom, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Interesting and. And uh, it's interesting also that uh, in the Nordic region, I know earlier this week, uh, there were instances of very warm seawater affecting cooling issues as well. Is this something that could uh, crop up more and more, Eilert?
1: Yeah, but this is, uh, if the river flow is low, then the the water temperature increases uh, more rapidly. Mm. So more water, uh, it doesn't... uh, and then the water is not so hot so mm. so fast so uh, that's the simple relation there mm. so but there's not so many uh, 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 nuclear plants that are cooled from seawater like mm. in Sweden okay there's i think gra- I, I think there's a special swedish uh, um, way to do it i think it's grav graveling isn't that maybe on the northern co- french coast Ah, <laughs> <laughs> no. there, are, there, are, there are so many of those
0: <laughs> exactly exactly so that but that's interesting but if we return to the alps uh, and uh, it was quite you say the the reservoir levels are quite healthy there now um, but that Was was precipitation was quite quite low over the winter, wasn't it, in the Alps? Or maybe Uh, there's a
1: lot of regional variation. Well, uh, it started very low. Mm -hmm. uh, But uh, from March and further out, uh, uh, the the precipitation has been quite normal. Mm -hmm. So we can see that, for example... uh, you can see that on the production curves too from France and Italy uh, from um, start of April the hydropower production increased because you have more inflows to the river plants mainly Mm. so that was a very typical sign of improved situation Mm. but uh, uh, starting from New Year uh, the snow levels were very low Mm. but there was an improvement uh, gradually during uh, let's say Q2 and
0: as you're saying, the, the situation has normalized as well, I think. And I think that will come as a welcome relief to, to, uh, to many, um, yeah. mm-hmm. as, I, as I said. And I think, you know, people will be relieved or there was concerns that you'd see, you know, repeats of, I mean, going far back as 2003, 2006 the, and other, other more recent dry years. But I think if that's not going to be the case, certainly in July, then that's, uh, that's, that eases some supply concerns uh, ahead of the autumn and the winter.
1: Yeah and um, yes, but still uh, I think if you get this uh, hot scenario, uh, precipitation will disappear. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It will be more evaporation. So then you have so. uh, But uh, my forecast is uh, okay. You can accept uh, quite a hot July without uh, any strong problems. But then outlooks then for August can be worse if you have Mm. another rather dry july Mm.
0: i mean it's all in it it all hangs in the weather you know exactly so so thank you very much for being a guest on the Montel weekly podcast okay thank you for being invited richard